I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. In this video, I'm going to give you the strategy on how I blow up industrial and manufacturing sales funnels. This is a common problem. Technical salespeople, even industrial marketers, start a campaign, get it going, you look at the results. You look at the output of it, what new stuff came through, that works through your funnel, and before you know it, there's nothing new coming through the top of it, and then you're back to square one saying, hey, I need some people to call, I need some people to follow up with. It's very frustrating for salespeople, and they typically just blame the marketing department for it, but you guys got to work together. The first point that I'm going to talk about, and it doesn't matter if you're in marketing or sales, you have to audit your deal sources. What do I mean by that? How did an opportunity, a deal come to you? Are you tracking the sources? If you're not tracking the sources very granularly, then you need to go through and just look at the last five months, six months. And if you're going to say like, dude, we do a hundred deals a month, then hopefully you're already tracking. Otherwise you've got a lot of work to do to go back that far. But I would say, just look at ideally you're tracking it. You can look at historical data year over year, but at a minimum, look at the past five months, look at 2023 and look at how did those people get into your sales funnel? What was the method? There could only be so many, right? It's either going to be through social media, something with videos from your website, some outbound method, some email marketing campaign. Break it down into sources so you can look at it and you want to determine what is working the best. And that may seem simple, right? Like, oh, of course we want to see what's working the best, but too often people don't do it. When you break that down, you have to make sure that the data is 1,000% clean. You cannot mislabel somebody and say, oh, you know, I don't know how they got to us. I think that they came through the website or I think that they came through LinkedIn or I think they came from this campaign. Ideally, your CRM system, like a HubSpot, which we're a partner with HubSpot and we prefer using their system, but like a system like that, ideally, as people come in, they're being identified and saying, this is the source. How can anybody in sales management, CEO level at a company, Make decisions on strategy if you don't know how the people got there. But too often people don't have clean data. So the first step is you have to audit your existing deal sources and put it into buckets. It doesn't need to be 10 different deal sources or 20. Try and keep it simple, straight to the point, but make sure that the, that, that data is 100% clean because the rest of these steps are going to take action based on that data that you have there. You want to then... Step two is break it down from a, you got your deal sources laid out. Let's say there's five to seven of them. Then you want to look at how many deals do I still have open versus how many deals have I closed based on deal sources. This is strictly based on the source of that opportunity for you. This is where the rubber meets the road. You want to be able to identify those things and say, let's say you have a hundred deals in your pipeline right now. Let's say that 50 of those have been either moved into a closed one or closed loss, you want to be able to say, how many of them did we win and from what deal source? How many of them did we lose and from what deal source? And how many of them are still open? Meaning they didn't say no, they didn't say yes, they're in a nurture phase. And you want to make sure that you have all that identified because you're going to say, this is what came into my funnel and these are the deal sources. But what we actually won was these deal sources because you could have 50 people coming through your website, but if only two of them ended up closing, that doesn't necessarily mean that your website is the best source of deals. It could be LinkedIn as your top one. It could be trade shows as your top one. So it's like, hey, everybody focused on the top. We've got all these deals in the pipeline. We've got all these deals. We're so busy, busy, busy. 
And then you look at the sources and you're like, yeah, this is what's working. We're look at all these deals we're getting. But when you get down to it and you work those deals through the system and then you look at the data, your strategy will change. So you have to compare what did you win from a deal source standpoint and what is what was brought in. So you want to compare those two numbers to then determine the next step. The next step is going to be looking at making changes based on that information. So if you have a lot of website visitors, if you have a lot of trade show deals, like deals came through trade shows, and in the end, they aren't closed as one, then you're going to change the activity level with that source of inbound or outbound marketing or inbound or outbound sales. You're going to want to change the activity level on it based on what you're seeing with the raw data. We always base everything we do based on data. We just did this exercise yesterday to create internally a 90-day sales and marketing strategy for us based on this information. And there was nothing really shocking in that meeting that we had where I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize that the chat bot that we have on our website where you could do live chat with Mason, I didn't realize that that was bringing in so many opportunities. There was nothing eye-opening, but it can kind of shape and make decisions based on your activity level. So the third part is going to be looking at the total activity level that you need to change based on that information. If you only base it on total number of opportunities, you're going to be misleading and misusing your resources, whether financially or personnel resources with their time. You want to be able to say, this is what's working the best, one, two, and three. Then you audit what type of activity levels are you taking? What did you do to generate that level of activity? And if you set your goals and say, I want to increase our revenue by X percentage over this amount of time, whether it's 90 days, six months, a year, then you're going to say, well, for the past six months, I can somewhat predict based on the past six months, 12 months, roughly what, based on our current activity level, what we're doing, roughly where I'm going to end up in the next six to 12 months. And you can predict it. So if you want to make a massive change to it and, and provide an increase, you have to look at the top three deal sources and say, these things are producing the best results of closed one business. Or maybe in your sales stages, you've got a stage where it's not just nurture, but it's like waiting on signature, waiting on contract, something that where it's a high probability that it's going to close. You can kind of take that data into it, into consideration and say, even though this deal source of X, Y, and Z hasn't closed the most, it does has a, have the highest probability. And over the next 30 days, we're going to see some things funnel from the top of the funnel into a closed one. So you don't want to immediately make your decision on that. So you have to somewhat take that in consideration. But if you, if you look at it and say, this is what we've been doing, this amount of output to get this much back to us. And these are the sources. And this is how many, let's say it's, it's phone calls, phone and email tag team. That's, that's one that we use internally a lot. We're email marketing to them and, and using the phone to follow up or we're doing cold calls, following up with emails. That's what we call an email and phone tag team. If, if that thing is not producing anything, then we have to first audit what are we doing? Is it, is it the people we're going after? Is it the frequency that we're going after? Are the emails not working? What's the open rate? You could dig deeper into that. On the flip side of the phone, if you're making 500 calls a week, 1,000 calls a week from your entire team or from one person, is who they're calling the best contacts? Is the list that you're getting whether it's through someplace like Zoom Info or from, from some other third party, is the list you're getting accurate? Is the script that they're saying accurate? Is the way that they're doing it accurate? So you want to look at all of that information to, to be able to say, are we doing it the right way? Like, is this really not working? Should we just throw it out and say, 
dude, this is not working. We don't want to invest any more time and resources into it. Maybe it's trade shows. Maybe you look at trade shows and you're like, I spent $100,000 in the last six months on trade shows. It's resulted in 52 opportunities, but 20 of them closed loss or they just ghosted us and we only closed two deals for $15,000. That's not a good ROI. So you want to take a closer look at it and say, is it us that's messing some things up? Is it the top of the funnel that's messing things up? Are we going after the wrong people? Is the way that we're executing it not the best method? So before you just throw something out as we don't want to invest time or energy into that, you first have to audit it and see what are the variables in that, in that source. So for us, we looked at it internally yesterday and said, these are the three things that are working the best. We, knit, we kind of knew what three things were going to produce the most amount of opportunities for us and also close the most amount of business. Then we say, all right, if we want to go from point A to point B, and it's a 2, 5, 10x multiplier of performance, then we have to change what we're doing to then provide an increase in a multiplier of who's getting brought in. So for instance, if you're doing calls and you're doing 50 a week and you're like, this is actually working, for the next two weeks, three weeks, increase the level of your calls, the number of your calls from 50 to 100. Just double it and test it and audit it back to see, did it provide any sort of increase down the road of opportunities? If you're getting a lot of deals from LinkedIn, increase the frequency that you're posting, increase the number of connection requests you're sending, increase the messages that you're sending out to people. So you want to cast a wider net on that and then go back and audit it, which is really like the fourth step is you have to audit the, after 30 days to see if what you did made a positive impact. Because if it didn't, then you don't want to continue down that path. You want to make an adjustment, so especially if you have a timeline to get this done. So for us, it was a 90-day example, a 90-day process where I said, I want to go from here to here in the next 90 days. In order for us to do that, we need to look at these three to four key areas of sources. Here's what we're currently doing. We know if we keep with this current path, we're going to roughly get the same amount of growth that we've seen over the last 90 days. And if I want to significantly increase that and put a 5x multiplier on it, we're going to have to, at a minimum, do a 5x multiplier to the activity level. Now, that doesn't mean make five times as many calls or post to LinkedIn five times as many times or send five times as many messages, but it's like, I need more people getting eyes on it. If the website is producing 10 leads a month, what is the source of those leads? Like dig down deep into it and say, oh, look at these are referrals or these are people that are, they saw something on social went to the website, then came to us. So you want to look at and say, what variable can I throw in there? What multiplier can I throw into that variable, what we're currently doing to provide a significant level of impact to then push us in the right direction? But you have to audit it after 30 days. If you're not going back and checking what you're doing, then how could you possibly know that it's working? Now, some of you in industrial manufacturing may say, but Kyle, my sales process is so long. It takes six months for me to get somebody into my pipeline or when I have a first conversation, it's six to nine, 12 months later before I can close it. I totally get that. And if that's the case, you're not going to say, I'm changing this activity level today and in 30 days I'm going to see, did I close more deals? But you should be able to audit and say, are there more activities? Are there more opportunities? Am I booking more meetings? You have to figure out what is the KPI that you can track for yourself. Is the phone ringing more often? Are people having more conversations? Are there are there discovery calls happening, meetings in place, things like that? You have to figure out what is the property that you can track and that you can say, when I do this, I know that it should increase these different areas. And then once I look at those areas after 30 days, I can see, has it provided a positive impact 
a neutral impact or a negative one. And I would, I would venture to say that if it's a neutral impact, you're not going towards the goal. So what you did isn't working. So it is negative. So it's really just, is it increasing the amount of activity that we have and opportunities, or is it decreasing it? And if it's decreasing it, then you need to make an adjustment and change, but really dig deep into the data. Too often people just take everything for base value and they say, this is the data. We're not going to dive into it. They're going to make guesses and assumptions. But if decisions are made on those things, it could be personnel decisions like, oh, I'm investing so much time and energy into this resource, into this partner, into this department. And do I want to add more resources into it? Do I want to add another person in my sales department if I already know that my ex what I'm doing with my existing people is not producing the results that I want? And if so if decisions like that are being made, you need to make sure that your data is clean. So again, guys, I appreciate you looking at this, whether it's on replay, LinkedIn, YouTube, go over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, go through our playlist. There's tons of information. We're going to be pumping out more and more content every single week. That is Lara's main role is that she manages my brand and the company brand, and she is busy making all these videos and all the short form content that you guys see. If you guys are like, dude, Kyle, we want to see you live more often and engage with you and put that in the comment section. Lara reads those comments and she will say, you know what? We're going to be going live once a week again um, and she'll figure it out and fit my schedule. So guys, with that being said, we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.